Touching your roots, you're you're going back and like, hey, I'm so part of you. I I want to do like an old lady who's gave up on her hair. I don't even want to touch my roots at all. I don't want to see my roots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, man, I made money and I moved away from the hood immediately. I don't want that shit for me. Hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome to Block Talk. To me and Gaio talking about Piv Extra and going back to the hood. <laughs> so, due to uh, Tommy getting a brand new schedule for a while now, and I don't know when the hell. He's ever going to move his schedule back, but now I got a regular schedule, and now I have a regular co-host. That's right. Y'all looking at the new co-host of Block Talk. For y'all that don't know, regular guest on all the time who has so graciously agreed to help my flailing ass so I can have a modicum of professionalism <laughs> on this end of the podcast spectrum. It's not, it's not professionalism. <laughs> it's, it really is hard to talk, talk by yourself for even 10 minutes, like... When I first started out and just going on my own, like, oh yeah, talk, 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 talk. I finished recording four minutes, 28 seconds. Fuck my life. It felt like I was talking for an hour, you know? So yeah, it's tough trying to do that. Yeah, man. I tried recording like an episode and I'm thinking like, damn, man, I've been dropping gems for like an hour. And then I look at the timer and it says like 18 minutes. I'm like, Jesus, like what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's why my episodes are short. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I can talk. I can talk. I can talk. You know, people always say you don't ever shut the fuck up. You know, I got a lot to say. And then I get to talking, and then you see that little timer, and you're like, God, either I am stuck in some sort of weird Marvel Universe quantum realm where time is just slowed, or I don't have shit to fucking say. Or like it starts getting repetitive, you know what I mean? Because you're kind of just talking out to the ether. And I mean, I know there are other people on the end of this listening and watching. I hope to make sure you subscribe to the YouTube and, you know, Spotify, all that good jazz. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not getting that instant feedback, like when you got a co-host or a guest or something like that. You're not getting that, that instant. Yeah. Especially uh, the facial reactions where you can kind of read them like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. At least uh, they're interested in what I'm saying, or they want me to keep talking or they're about to say something and jump in and like cover for me, you know, or bring up another point. Yeah. You can't see anybody's disgusted face when you bring up a, a crude <laughs> dick joke. You know what I mean? Like that's the, right. It's the money shot. That's what so, I was. <laughs> that's why I podcast. So what's with the new background? No more, no more uh, Sixburg. Oh yeah, you notice, man. Yeah, new studio, yeah. dog. Okay. 
Yeah, new uh, new season, new studio, man. We got my uh, T.J. Watt jersey. You know, T.J. Watt. You know, J.J. Watt's little brother over there at the Steelers. Then we got the best uh, young cornerback in the game, Sauce Gardner, with the Jets. And then, of course, got to have the Astros back here after they won the World Series. That's from the Houston Chronicle after they won. And then y'all can't really say it because I sit right here, but... You know, I figured if my uh, co-host is, you know, loves Susias, I had to have the Susias in the background. So, and I, actually, I was, at, I was at work, and this dude uh, wanted me to, like, do something extra that I'm not supposed to do. And he's like, hold on, wait, I got something for you. So I was like, okay. And then he came back, and he had this calendar of just, like, half-naked bitches. And he was like, here you go. And I was like, I'm still not going to do it, and I'm going to keep the calendar. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you next week, man. <laughs> oh. Well, he, the look on his face was mad. <laughs> right, I bet. Like, man, I'm doing you a favor, but I mean, you those are kind of like gold nowadays because those are hard to find. Those like nudie calendars because um, there, there's places that I work with with uh, like various vendors, and they'll have like their NASCAR uh, calendars with their, um, you know, that they sponsor. So they have like you know close ups of their their name or the company name. Like, I'll just drop like Napa or O'Reilly's or wherever I go to. And so if you go to the warehouse, the main yeah. warehouse, they'll have the calendars like a December. They'll have them all there, but they have just cars. They don't have like the bikini ladies anymore. They don't even have the naked ones. I'm like, man, that, that's part of like my fucking childhood. You go to a mechanic shop and there would just be naked lady calendars all over the place. Wrong year, wrong month, but it was the hottest chick in that calendar. So that's, that's what you <laughs> see, right? And now it's like, oh, cars. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. So my uncle actually owns a body shop. Funny enough, you you bring that up. I used to have to work for him for uh, like every summer, and he would have those like half nudie magazines and shit like that. And you know, I'm I'm a degenerate guy. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna pretend on this. I'm a degenerate. So like, I used to go in his office for no reason but to look at this calendar and get like a little half chub and be like, oh yeah. And I'm like ten years old. I'm like, Ugh. I'm a little pervert. I just want to look at these magazines. I don't know what I want to do with these women, but I want to do something to them. Yeah, uh, I want to. Kiss her right on the mouth or whatever adults do. <laughs> Make babies with her. Yeah, with so her. I, I got this calendar and I just kind of mark on whenever uh, I have like guests scheduled and shit like that. But yeah, I tore the company name off the bottom because I was like, I'm not going to keep this. So I literally just go cut cut it off right off the bottom because you're right. It's for, it's for their company. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which now that I think about it, I don't remember what fucking company it is like what they do. <laughs> I just cut the bottom right the fuck off. All the contact info in the trash. Don't need them. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Man, you ain't getting free promo on Block Talk. Not today. Yeah, man. So now me and Guy are going to be doing a weekly podcast. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. See, when I used to have him on as a guest, it'd be easier because I could plan for shit. Now it's going to be a weekly thing. So, <laughs> you know, uh, old Boogie loves to shoot from the hip. Mm. So we just going to figure this shit out as we go along, basically. Real quick, I want to give a shout out. I oh, have bye. one fan that said that she's going to actually listen and subscribe to your uh, podcast because now I'm your co-host. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to start listening. What's the name of it? I'm like, it's Block Talk. He spells it with two Ks. He told me once. I don't remember, but it'll be easy to find. So there we go. Yeah, it's just because I'm one K away. You know what I mean? Just, you know, you know, that's why we kind of had to get rid of Tommy. We I say he left, but did he? You know, no, I'm playing. <laughs> He filtered himself. Uh, I made I made that joke to Tommy and he died laughing. Yeah, I, I made that joke to Tommy and he thought it was hilarious. And then I make and then I made that joke to a non-black friend and they did not find it as funny because I guess how pale I am. He's like, I can believe that. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, man. I almost thought he could see the hate in my veins. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't make this joke to my non-black friends. Because all my black friends thought it was funny. They're like, that's a great joke. And I was like, yeah, man, no more black guests. <laughs> so, you know, just, I, I, love, <laughs> uh, I just love saying dumb shit, man, to make myself laugh, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, speaking of work, I had the worst shit happen to me last week, man. So I went to work. And for those of y'all that don't know, I'm a truck driver. Not going to tell you where. Don't need you finding me. But I, I drive trucks for a living, right? My truck broke down. It been breaking down all day. I'm having a shit fucking day, right? Shit day. Finally, the day's fucking over with. I got to go park my truck and pick up my personal vehicle. I go to go get my personal vehicle. And I look in my pocket and my key fob is gone. And I'm like, oh my God, what had my key fob? I tear my fucking truck up. Can't find this fucking key fob. So I got to call my brother to come get me. So that way I could go home, pick up my spare. And then he drove me back to work. So that way I could go get my fucking personal vehicle. And that was just like the worst fucking day I had last week. I was like, today just sucks. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever find your fob? No, I don't know where it's at. The ether has eaten it, guy. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, man. But see, there, there's a problem right there is that you let it be a bad day. You called it a bad day. So you like, for at least for me. Whenever I used to call bad days a bad day, it was like a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy where it would just kind of keep getting worse and worse and not even worse, just stupid little shit kept happening. But normally whenever I had something which I would now call just a bad moment, I'll just sit there and kind of like, um, you know, just kind of like just try to be at peace with whatever and like try to do a little reset with the universe or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't call it anything. I'm not spiritual. I'm not a guru. I'm not into anything yoga or super religious as far as like uh, organized religion. I just like to say, you know what? I'm going to just reset. Just close my eyes, chill out, count to 10, whatever, reset myself, reset my emotions. Just go about my day. And most of the time, nothing else happens. Maybe one or two other things will still happen, but I don't let it be a bad day. I always just say, hey, this is a bad moment. That's it. How I react to it defines what's going to be a bad day for me. I'm going to fucking make it a great day. So Gaio doesn't have bad days. Gaio doesn't have any problems. <laughs> See, be like Gaio, guys. Don't be like Boogie, because I stew in that shit. I let it piss me off. And then it rolls into the next day, because then the next morning, right, my alarm doesn't go off. <laughs> so I show up to work hours late, like not minutes. Because <laughs> my boss just assumed I show up. So hours late. I call him at like 8 a.m., man. Now, for, for reference, I'm going to be at work at 2.30. I wake up at 8 a.m. I'm like, holy shit. So I call him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I just woke up. I'm headed to work right now. My alarm didn't go off. My bad. La, da, da, da. He's like, you're not at work? I was like, fuck what I called. Like, shit, I shouldn't have called. So that just made me even matter. So I'm like, god damn it. Mm. So I showed up to work fucking damn near seven hours late. I showed up late as fuck. Everybody's looking at me. They're like. You coming back? I was like, no, motherfucker. I'm barely getting here. Luckily, uh, the the day that I was working, it was a it was an easy day for me. I only had to do like four hours of work because I didn't have like a a lot to do. So I did my little four hours of work, but I was just mm-hmm. pissed, man. Like, cause I was like, I could have literally been off at fucking you know seven thirty a.m. after I do all my shit and went back to bed. Now I'm fucking waking up at eight o'clock, and I'm like, God damn it, man. And dealing with traffic. And dealing with traffic and fucking school zones with them. Dumbass kids. They ain't learning shit over there. Goddamn degenerates. Fuck. So here in Nevada, school zones are all day. 
like from around ele- elementary schools, school zones are from like an hour before school till an hour after school. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is this even an issue? And I get it. Don't hit the kids. Don't run over them. But one of the, one of the school zones that I go through is like on a major road. It's be kind of like, um, fuck Fuquay or, you know, it's not a super busy road, but it is like a, a three lane road on each side. And I'm like, look, there's a gate there. Kids should know not to go past that gate during school hours. And we really should like just fucking not have a school zone here on this road. So if little Timmy gets run over, that'll be a lesson for all the other little motherfuckers. Like, hey, remember Timmy? Well, if you don't, it's because he died 17 years ago because he fucking ran out of the street. So don't be a dumbass like Timmy and get run over. But people like kids and shit. Little Timmy will turn to Tiny Tim real fucking quick. Right? Huh? <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, you always see the signs, slow children at play. Where are all the fast kids at? You know what I mean? Like, wh- why is all the kids slow? Like, I, that shit be pissing me <laughs> off, man. I see the slow children at play. And then, like, uh, you know, sometimes I drive by a sign, and now, listen, this is going to sound terrible, but, you know, you see, like, the sign, like, uh, b- blind kid in the area or, like, deaf child slow down. I'm like, hold on, why is your deaf or blind child being left unattended to where they could just go in the fucking street whenever they want, and then it becomes my problem. Like, why is that a thing? Why is there a sign for this? It should be negligent parents slow down. That should be the fucking. Well, sign. see, that was that was just understood in the eighties. Like, hey, there are no parents around. There's probably kids here. Just fucking watch out. Um, like our parents didn't give a shit as long as we were home by the time you know dinner was served or the lights came on. That's all that mattered. If we didn't show up, ah, eh, fuck it. They went to go eat at their friend's house. And maybe three or four days later, they were like, huh, I wonder if my kid was kidnapped or maybe murdered. Eh, I'll wait another day. You know, it's just they didn't give zero. They gave zero fucks about us when growing up, at least my generation, Gen X. No, yeah. me. I mean, me too, man. Listen, uh, my dad would be so ready to whip my ass. If I come home I, after the streetlights have been on for like 10 minutes, he'd be like, oh, God, I hope he got kidnapped. Because if not, I'm going to tear that ass up like my shoulder is going to hurt. From whooping that ass, like I, I used to pray someone would abduct me when I'm super late. I'm like, please just take me in a van right now because I don't want to go home. <laughs> yeah, kids are built different, man. I don't know what the fuck it is. Now you basically have to bribe a child to go outside. I don't know what it is, man. I remember like when I was a kid, used to stay out all the fucking time. I'll go play soccer, football, basketball with all my friends. Like we'd be out, out in the streets till you know what I'm saying. Till the street lights came on. And then you could tell who had the strict parents because we had to leave. And I say we because I was in that shit. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here, guys. I don't care if I'm mid-fucking-goal. I got to run. I got to haul ass to the three blocks down to my house. I think part of it is, like, my generation, Gen Xers, that, you know, didn't want to be, like, our parents of, like, just being absentee or not there or having their kids be latchkey kids. So they were so terrified of it is that that's where we get those helicopter parents that are, like, in everything the kid does. So... I think one part is like the kid doesn't want to go outside because they don't want to be embarrassed by their parents going out there and being in the middle of their business. And then the other hand, I think it's also electronics, you know, uh, cell phones that like elementary or middle school uh, tablets and all the other shit that kids have. Game consoles. So, you know, all the, yeah, all the other little stuff that they got to play with. Like for, for me, you know, playing a Nintendo was, like up to two hours a week i could do two hours in one day or 30 minutes a day for you know whatever or i could have like five hours on the weekend 
so fuck it. I'll play outside in the street all week long. And then on the weekend, instead of Saturday morning cartoons, I'll play Nintendo. And, you know, nowadays parents just don't fucking care because it's like a damn free babysitter. Just, you know, shut up, leave me alone. Yeah, see, that's what I think, man, because I think my dad just, like, genuinely enjoyed the peace and quiet of when we weren't fucking home, so he's like, oh, thank God they're, like, not fucking here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that was, like, his break. I mean, he was also a, a single father with four Ooh. kids, so, I mean, you know, I get it. I, I get it. You know what I mean? He'd be like, God, go find friends. Be gone. Find fucking friends and get away from me. And then, like, at the time that my parents got divorced, my brother was, like, just born. I think he was, like, six to eight months old whenever my parents split up so my dad had him like from when he was like little little like when he's like bitching and complaining you know when all they do is like cry and shit themselves yeah you know it's like that sometimes but yeah it was it was a lot of fun though on the weekends my dad always used to take us out and shit like that so we used to have fun he'd be like y'all behave i'll take y'all to the zoo and i'm like cool fuck yeah so we go like the zoo or we go to like uh those of y'all that are aware of the houston area it's uh like uh houston memorial park where they got like that big ass hill in that theater and all that shit we just go up the hill and roll down. I'm pretty sure that's why my brain is fucked up. Is because my dad just let me roll and get concussed a couple ways. You know, <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure not great parenting. Now that I'm looking back on it, but I mean, he did, he did the best he could, and I had a great childhood. It was it was awesome. That's why I don't understand. Like I'm like, bro, if y'all would just go outside and have some human fucking interaction, maybe y'all won't be such dipshitted assholes. Because honestly, bro, every time I see like a like a teenager and shit like that, and they try to talk to me. I just immediately want to punch them in the face because they're so irritated. They have like zero social skills. They don't know how to talk to people. I'm like, y'all just annoy the ever loving fuck yeah, out of me. They think they're, they're whatever story they got to tell is the most interesting thing to talk about, which I get, they're excited about it, but then they'll just go on and on and on and just sit there. And I'm like, you know, a conversation usually goes, Hey, you say your statement and ask a question, either a follow-up. Hey, do you want to know more about this? Or, hey, what do you do for fun? What do you like? But when they just sit there and blah, 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 I'm just waiting for them to shut the fuck up and leave. And a lot of times, if I don't have to deal with it, I'm like, why are you talking to me? You're not even my kid. You're not related to me. I'm not fucking your mom. <laughs> You're not sucking my dick. So, like, get away. Be gone. Like, just get away from me. Because I can't stand... Like under twenty four year olds are just oh my god, just fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> See, I think that's also comes from like the shit talking era that they come from, you know, where you just like talk shit on video games and stuff like that. So that's kind of just how they talk. Which is good. Don't go don't get me wrong. I ain't soft. I can talk shit with the best of them. But they don't know how to tell a fucking story. I'm talking about this story is long and drawn out and pointless as fuck. And then at the end of it, I'm just like, so I just wasted five minutes of my fucking life. With a story that has no beginning, middle, or end, no plot, no nothing. Because you know that's another thing I know. Kids don't know how to tell stories, man. And I think that's probably why all the movies fucking suck nowadays. Nobody knows how to put a goddamn story together. I'm like, can I please have some shit that makes some sense? Let's get a beginning, a middle, an end, a plot, a plot twist. You know what I mean? Like, put the shit. It goes in a certain order. It has instructions, and instead they're just like, I'm gonna spew whatever garbage I want out of my mouth. Because I think that my voice is important and should be heard. Yeah, that's... Oh, fuck. That is a lot of it, it seems like. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I can't really blame them either. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a product of growing up of your time. Like, what's the saying? Uh, uh, hard times make hard men. Hard men make soft times. Soft times make soft men. 
and soft men yep. make hard times. Oh, it's easy times, right? but yeah, it's kind of like cyclical. Yeah, that's what it is. Easy times. I just think soft because you know, especially now they're all poofy and shit like that. I've been seeing a bunch of kids, man. They're so goddamn fat. I'm like, Jesus. It's all over the world, though. But it's because like all that shit they pump. It's all in. the fake shit. Yeah, but it's all that shit they pump mm-hmm. in the food. Yeah, all that shit they pump in, and you know, and they put all that artificial shit to where it gets you hooked to, mm-hmm. like McDonald's, Burger King, you know, all that shit. Which listen, don't get me wrong, I love a Wendy's Baconator, but you know, it's like they eat that shit three meals a day. I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, I, I remember one time. I've only ever been fat one time. I pulled my hernia when I was in prison, and uh, well, no, I was in jail. This is uh, before I went to prison. <clears throat> I was in jail. I got up to two hundred and fifteen pounds. I got out on probation, and I came out. I remember the first thing my sister said to me was, "Oh my god, your head is so fucking fat." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't, I don't like it. I don't, no, I don't want a fat head, <laughs> you know." So I immediately, I no bullshit. I literally started running five miles a day because I was, I just hated being fat that bad, or like people thinking and calling me fat. I hated that shit so much, and I just went and like. Super overdrive mode. I was looking like Arnold for no reason, you know? Like, I'm just like, you got to do the bench press, and then you do the dumbbells, then you do the flat press. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just doing a bunch of shit. And then I got all the way down to, like, 155, because I was just, like, you know, I don't want to be known as the fat guy. And it's like, these kids now, they're like, everybody's fat. Is anybody really the fat guy? It's like, what? <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? 5'10", right? Yeah, I'm 5'10". Oh, man, fuck. I'd love to be 215. But like my frame is just like I can't fit through bathroom doors. Like I have to like turn sideways to go in the bathroom most of the time. Like house bathrooms. Um and so it's just yeah, so two my for my height I think it's like one eighty five is a recommended size, which I would be like fucking heroin chic thin. Um but anyways. Yeah. Like two hundred, two fifteen is like my sweet spot, but I'm always between like two thirty, two forty, just cause I'm lazy. I'm gonna quit being lazy. I've been drinking so much pib all the fucking time. It'd be like that sometimes, man. But see, I this is my thing, right? I don't think those charts are. I don't want to say they're not realistic because they are realistic. But I don't think that that's for like an average body type. I think that's for like a fit body type. Because technically, like for me, right? So I'm supposed to be between 165 and 170, and I'm like 188, 189 right now. The last time I weighed myself, which it's been a while. But, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm not, like, super big. I mean, I got a little bit of a gut, but that's mostly from drinking. But, you know, I kind of think, I'm like, damn, I can't even imagine being 165 again. Like, the last time I was 165, I think I was, like, 18, 19 years old, some shit like that. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? How am I? I mean, could I get down to that? Sure. But that's, like, some fucking dedication. I'm like, what is this unreal standard of, like, like, who the fuck made this BMI index shit? I think it was done in, like, the 50s. Um forgot what year either 50s or 60s i think that maybe the study was in the 50s and it got published in the 60s or late 50s whatever because like one of those things like you have something in mind like chubby checker for some reason i thought chubby checker was like mid 50s it turns out he like came out with the twist in 59 so it still had that like 50 sound and i was surprised to find out not only was he still alive but he was performing like he was came out to reno to perform right before covid started and i was like what he's still alive no fucking way i could have sworn the twist came out in like 52 and I fucking, you know, did some research or just fucking Googled and found out it came out in 59. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. So that explains kind of the sound. And so, okay. So he could still technically, well, I mean, he is alive, but it does make sense that he's still around and all that other crap. And it's just like, 
some of the things that kind of get set in your mind because of certain points in your life or information comes in at a certain point. You just doesn't realize, you don't realize, um, this is when something happened or like, um, for example, like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King were the same age or would have been the same age. Uh, Marilyn Monroe and the queen also were born in the same year, but you know, you have a frame of reference for Marilyn and you have a frame of reference for the queen, same with MLK and Anne Frank. So it's just all those kind of things that you don't correlate things being put together, which I don't even know where I've started off with this point, but anyways, I'm just <laughs> rambling. Sorry. That, sorry, man. That's like David Copperfield. I found out he's still doing fucking magic in Vegas. And I'm like, isn't David Copperfield like 60 something? And I, I, I looked it up also. I can't remember now on the top of my head because it was just kind of like a casual Google. But uh, yeah, man, he's 60 something years old still doing like shows in Vegas. There's three shows a night. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? David Copperfield, 60 years. Apparently he's still got his fastball too, man. Apparently he makes an alien show up. Got a T-Rex in a cage or some shit. I, I, apparently David Copperfield still got, still got the fastball, man. I'm just surprised people still see that. Like, I would expect people wanting to see like Chris Angel type uh, magic, not Copperfield magic. Even Penn and Teller seem like dated. Yeah, but see, is that magic though? That like mind freak shit? Is that really magic? Like that's not magic. Like they're just doing weird. Okay, shit. so what is magic? Let's let's talk about that. What is magic? I don't know. Do like, I, don't, yeah, I don't think a. I don't think a. I mean, listen. I don't think a card trick is magic. Will my mind be blown? Yes. Do I think it's fucking magic? No. Like, I don't know. Like to to me, like when I think of like magic, I think like you know, rabbit in a fucking hat, like making something appear out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's magic. Like, that shit was magical. A card trick, it's like, well, there's a certain series of these. There's only a number of cards. They have to end up in a certain order after a while. Plus, you find out that they do certain things to get the cards where they want them to go. Which I'm not saying, you know, it's actual magic. They really saw a person in half and shit like that either. But, you know, there's a trick to everything. But I, I just think that shit's more like magic. Rather than, like, what Chris Angel does. That, that mind freak shit, that's what it is. It's more just like a mind fuck. It's not, I, I don't see it as magic. That's a, that's, because hmm. I can't think of, so in my mind, I think of like two types of magic. I see like modern magic, and then I think of like Dungeons and Dragons magic, where, you know, someone throws a fireball or, you know, uh, makes things, you know, freeze or whatever, or alters time. Oh, that's legit just magic. Of, so that, I mean, yeah, that's, that's legit magic. That's like, you know, D&D, fantasy, sci-fi magic. And then there's modern magic, you know, with magicians, uh, Chris Angel, Copperfield, Penn and Teller, all that other stuff. Um, but for them, I think it's more a sleight of hand. So either they're, you know, doing something over here with one hand and then just, you know, oh, look what I got here now. You know, just pulling, they don't pull it out anywhere. They had it the whole time, but they misdirect you. And then there's the other kind that actually, which I would imagine is just legit magic, but I don't know how to describe it because... Mm -hmm. It's hard to see or hard to define because Chris Angel, like you said, it's just mind fucking you. Copperfield, I think, is more like smoke and mirrors of like hiding things and then turning something so that way you see what he wanted you to see or making shit appear or disappear like the Empire State Building back in the 90s, late 80s. Yeah. No, not Empire. Uh, Statue of Liberty. Fuck, I'm old. Yeah. Anyway. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. See, look, because this is the, the, the definition of magic, right? According to old Google. The power of, I also love how they put the word apparently, the power of apparently influence, influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces used in magic or working by magic, having or apparently having supernatural powers. That's the definition of magic. 
So see, mm, by that okay. definition, is Chris Angel a magician? Because I don't even think he considers yeah. himself a magician. Uh, I think he calls himself an illusionist. Yeah, because that's what it is. He, he says it's illusions. It's not like a... Like that shit that... Uh, God damn. Uh, David Blaine, right? Like Blaine, I, I think he was, on, one, yeah. he was on... A, yeah, he was on a podcast. I think... Damn, I want to say it was Joe Rogan. I think it was Joe Rogan. And he swallows a frog, right? And then he's drinking water throughout the podcast because he's like, I got to keep the frog alive. And then at the end of this like three-hour podcast, he throws the frog up. And he's trying to show like, oh, it's magic. I kept the frog alive inside my body. And it's like, it's not really magic, dude. That, you know what I mean? Like, that's you doing some shit with your body. <laughs> Tech, yeah, yes and no. So, um, so I know someone that dated David Blaine years ago, like when he was first starting out. And apparently, he can read minds. So um, they'd hooked up. And she was like laying in bed and she was wondering, I forgot what she said, but she told me specifically, like, I was thinking about my grandmother, blah, 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 who recently passed away. And I wondered if she could see me or she knew where I was. And if she had seen me having sex, like she, she like this whole thing went through her mind. Right. And David Blaine from the restroom, taking a piss, he like leans out and says, your grandmother's not here, blah, blah, blah. Um, she saw you like three weeks ago and you know, she, she just checks in on you every now and again, but she only knows where to find you whenever you're back home. Not when you're here in LA and like freaked her the fuck out. And she goes, don't freak out, blah, blah, blah. Like he's trying to calm her down, but she's just freaking herself out more and more and more because he's like telling her everything that's going on through her head, starting with like who on earth is going to be telling a girl that this they just hooked up with, don't worry about your grandma. Like, how would you, how would you even know that? So, I believe yeah. that he can read minds because, from what she told me, she could have made it up. She could have like be trying to blow him up, but she said she never saw him ever since ever since then. So, I'm gonna lean towards believing he does have at least the ability to read minds or hear thoughts, however you want to phrase that or frame it, whatever. But. You know, so I think there is stuff possible as far as like supernatural or having the appearance of supernatural powers. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say, though. That's a supernatural ability. So, again, that a supernatural ability was literally in the definition of magic. So that's fucking magic. That's magical shit. But, you know, uh, Chris Angel putting a needle through his fucking eye and then bringing it out of his mouth. I'm like, that's not fucking magic, dude. Like, that's weird like don't do that shit to me in public I, I one i might throw up that's first second i'm gonna be creeped the fuck out man like you know speaking of doing weird shit in public by the way uh, <laughs> have you those... <laughs> i like that shit, I hold on, that's a speaking that, of yeah that's a that's a terrible way to lead that off right there just speaking of weird shit in public like that makes me sound like a pervert and uh. that's I, I mean i am a pervert but you know not like that um did you hear about this dude that got shot? <clears throat> so, you know about like people doing like pranks and shit like that in the street, like to random mm -hmm. unsuspecting people. Okay, these guys were doing a robbery prank. They pretended to rob a guy, and I, I don't remember where, but apparently it's obviously a carry state. So they pretended to like rob a dude with a with a dummy knife at at so at knife point, and he took his gun out and shot that dude to death. And I'm like, now nah, listen, guys, this is gonna sound terrible. 
I kind of think he got what he deserved, bro. Like, what, what kind of prank is that? That's not a prank, bro. Why are you, why are you pretending to rob me? Like, that's not funny. That's not. Oh, like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, he he, you got me? Hell no. Like, you know that dude was well within his rights. He's not mm-hmm. in any trouble. You know, obviously, because again, it's like, who thinks that's a prank? I mean, I get it. You know, like that dude that dresses like a bush. And then, like, you know, yeah. pops out. Ah, Says something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little harmless. Scares people, yeah. A little, little harmless. Yeah. <clears throat> but if he gets punched in the face, too, I also won't feel bad. Because I'm like, why are you scaring fucking people? Like, that's not I a I think I've seen him get shoved once or twice in one of his compilations. That bush guy. Like, he's gotten shoved yeah. by, you know, the guy, like, pushing him or, you know, whatever. React. But, I mean, still, that's within. That's a natural reaction to it. But, you know, playing that prank of, you know, oh, I'm going to rob you or whatever it is. Like, especially in a carry state, open carry state, you know, like any border state other than California, any border state. Yeah, no, don't don't fucking play that shit. Don't pretend you're going to be robbing someone, because even if the even if your intended victim that you prank, you know, goes along with it, there's still other people in the building or in the area that probably will shoot you, you know, self-defense or whatever, depending on the state law. And so, you know, yeah, that's just kind of a dumb thing to try to do, I think. Yeah, because let's just say, like, hypothetically here, that dude doesn't shoot him. What if someone else sees you doing that shit and they think that you're trying to rob them? So they're like, oh, my God, they could try to rob me next. So you pull your gun out and then you shoot that guy one time and then you're like, and you're like, are you okay, man? Like, are are you safe? And they're like, oh, my God, it's a prank. And it's like, well, not to me, dude. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. That's that's ridiculous shit. That's like I saw this prank in London where it's like these group of guys, right? Six group of guys. They're like masked up. One of them doesn't have a mask. They pull up on this kid and they're like, hey man, like where the fuck you going? He's like, I'm going to work. And they're like, how much money you got? And they're like, and he's like, I, I don't I don't have no money, man. And then they're like, ah, that's, that's fucking bullshit, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We know you got money. Go ahead, uh, pull, pull your wallet out. Let's see how much money you got. Pulls his wallet out. Turns out he's got like, I don't understand the English equivalent of money, but he's got 50 quid, whatever the fuck that is. So he's got, you know, 50 Monopoly money. And then they're like, <laughs> and, and, I mean, to me, it might as well be. I don't know what the fuck 50 quid is. You know what I mean? It's good as Monopoly money to me. But uh, he's like, I, I got 50 quid, man. Like, that's not even worth y'all taking it, bro. There's like eight of y'all. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with this money? Which makes me believe it's a little bit. So anyway, then the dude's like, oh, we can't let you walk around like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then they each pull out like a hundred pounds and each of the eight guys give him a, give him a hundred pounds. And I'm like, now what if just hypothetically that guy had a fucking gun now, a lot more lax over there in London, you know, like, I mean, not more lax, they're more strict about gun laws and shit like that. So a lot less likely, which is why I think you get away with shit like that. But I try to think, I'm like, you couldn't do that shit in Texas, man. Like you can't just, you know what I mean? Or in Nevada, fucking Arizona. Like you can't do no shit like that. You just surround a dude, and now he's fearing for his life. You're asking for his money, because you know. Let's say I pretend like I'm reaching in my back pocket, grab my wallet, and then I pull, I pull the motherfucking tool out. Now all of a sudden, y'all are like, "No, we're gonna give you money." I'm not gonna believe you. No. <laughs> um. So fifty quid is roughly like fifty-two bucks ish, depending on the exchange rate. Um. Train of thought, and it just seems weird. I, I have seen some of those where. Um, even pranks or whatever you want to call them. But there are a lot of, most of what I've been seeing is like in Canada where a guy pretends, Oh man, I don't have any money. Can you buy me a coffee or whatever? And the person buys them, you know, a coffee and a donut or um, toothbrush or whatever. And then he gives them a Tim Hortons gift card for 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. 
which I'm guessing Tim Hortons is kind of like a Starbucks, but it's Canadian. I have no fucking idea, but I just always hear about fucking Tim Horton because that's what this guy keeps on giving out. And so that I can see is a better prank than, you know, making it seem like you're trying to rob someone or you're trying to intimidate them because, and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but most of the time, whenever like I'm cornered or whatever, my, my reaction is fight, not flight, not freeze, not fawn, it's fight. And there've been plenty of times where I almost got in trouble or called into HR because I scared someone when they tried to scare me or pull a prank on me, you know, they come up on me and try to like, you know, boo, you know, but they like um, tap my rib cage with their fingers. So I turned around and elbowed this one guy and got him like right in the neck and was ready to swing on him again. And I realized it was a coworker like, oh, okay, it's you. And like, man, why'd you fucking hit me? I was like, fucking don't come up on me like that. And there's been several times that shit like that has happened where people try to scare me. And my first reaction is like, take them out. Not, oh, you know, ah scared and right now i have one coworker that he keeps trying to scare me but he likes to like stand next to me so when i turn around i bump into him and all i do is either shove him or when i notice or sense he's nearby I tell him you're not a ninja and he'll just say damn it so it's it's a different type of prank but still you know i've told i've warned people i'm not the one you're gonna want to play like that with so anyways i think people need to understand though like when you try to trigger somebody's fight or flight response there are some people that have that flight. So, yeah, they'll just be like, ah, and, you know, get scared or whatever. So, yeah, haha, funny content. But there are plenty of people that have that fight instinct in them instead of flight, where you could probably get punched in the face, you get shoved real hard, you know, or God forbid, something worse. So, I, that's just, that's what blows my mind about seeing these prank videos and shit like that. Cause I'm like, bro, this shit could go sideways so fast. You know what I mean? Cause especially like when you see those pranks with like really big dudes trying to like hit on like a smaller dude's girl. And I'm like, listen, man, me, myself, I, and th this is going to sound braggadocious. Tis not. If a dude comes up to me in, in my girl and I see he's bigger than me. And I think in my head, I have no chance of beating this dude up. I'm going to cheat code. I'm going to, I'm going to use something that I know you can't punch down. You know what I mean? Cause you can punch me down. You can't punch no bullet. I mean, you could try, but it, I, I don't think it's going to go that well. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, allegedly, because I am a felon. Allegedly. But you, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, I, what? Never. Ne I, I was having this conversation with uh, with my special somebody. And, you know, I was telling her, because she was asking me about something. She's like, what if you get, uh, oh, she's like, what if somebody tried to do something to me? And I was like, I protect you. And she's like, what, what if you couldn't? I said, what do you mean? Because I was like, I'd protect you. And she's like, what do you mean? Because uh, what if you couldn't? And I didn't understand it. And I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll be able to protect you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my, that's my duty. I'm, I'm going to do it. And then she's like, what do you mean? I said, let me tell you something right now. There's three people in the world I will never lose in front of. I said, my mama, my sister, and, and my significant other. I will never lose in front of them. And they're like, I mean, what if this person's a, you know, like a trained fighter, blah, 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 shit like that. And I'm like, listen, man, there are certain <laughs> things that you can't punch. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh my God, you get that serious? I was like, bro, if, I, if I'm protecting you, like, I'm thinking our life is in fucking danger. So, yes, I'm willing to go with, to whatever means. And I was like, and I'm never going to lose in front of my mom, sister, or my significant other. That shit will never happen in my lifetime. Because y'all would never look at me the same. Y'all would never be able to respect me the same. You know what I'm saying? If that shit happened. So I'm not going to put myself in that predicament while I'm, I'm getting beat up. And then you want to make jokes talking about, oh, man, don't make me go get that guy from the club again. Like, that shit not going to happen, bro. Fuck. 
you'd said something like triggered her memory and then it just like blew away because I don't want to jump in and interrupt. Um, so you're not going to lose in front of. Fuck. It's all right. Sometimes oh. we just get blown, Kyle. You know what I mean? Happens <laughs> well, no, you th- well you threw me off with the whole thing because you have a significant other right now or, or special someone, and I'm like, wait a minute, we haven't oh, we haven't yeah, talked man. in a while. I totally missed all of that. So we're, we're, we need to go back a little bit, but you know, we'll, we'll go back to that. We'll go back not, to that. But but before you know, we go there like not losing, um, you know, something my old man taught me a long time ago is if they can't stand, they can't fight, and you know, oh, the train fighter oh. thing. That's what it was. A trained fighter will never do a street fight because they're used to fighting by rules. They're used to knowing that their opponent is going to follow rules to fight them. So I can say, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, is that you could kick uh, Ewan McGregor's ass or any MMA fighter's ass in the street. In the street, I'll probably get my ass handed to me. I'll probably be hurting for about a week or a month or whatever, but I know I will win that fight because in a street fight, I know I can do anything I have to to win versus in a cage i'll get disqualified in 30 seconds or less because i'm hitting below the belt i'm you know breaking bones intentionally you know i'm going after you know joints and not attacking the body or attacking the person because for me to to get in a fight which i don't even want to get into fights anymore i'm just too old for that shit but if i have to i'm going in there to uh like stop them like just break them down to where they can't stand and I can run away. Like I have no problem running away from a fight, but if I have to stand my ground or if I'm cornered, I don't want to be there longer than I have to. So the best thing to do is make them not be able to get up and run away from it. But at the same time, if you're there in front of your girl, you can't take out his knee and run away because he's going to look at you a certain way or not look at you a certain way. So then you have to fucking go that extra mile and hurt that other person. So going back to this special someone, what the fuck is going on? When did this happen? You know, you know, we're not talking about your boy Max. What's what's going on with this girl? <laughs> when did this happen? Hey, hey Max, man. man. <clears throat> my uh, my always ever present third co-host here, Max. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, man. I uh, I met a special uh, somebody. Kind of started off as some casual, and then you know, like I said, man, like like always, you know, she ended up proving to me that she was a, a great partner and, you know, she takes care of me and I, I try my best to take care of her. She's a great girl. And, uh, yeah, man, it's pretty great. I mean, it's still pretty early on, you know what I mean? But I, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny too, cause I was talking to her about something. Oh, about the podcast actually. Cause, uh, so, you know, like I said, we've been seeing each other for a while and I've like never brought her up in season one and stuff like that. And so she's like, Oh, like, why, why don't you bring me up? And I was like, listen, man, I know dudes. Like if I drop your name, these internet sleuths will find you, bro. And I was like, and you're, you're a baddie. I was like, why do I want unwanted dicks just thrown at you? I'm like, I'm like, dudes are already hitting on you and they don't know you through me. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. And before y'all go digging, she's not on my social media. She's on she's not on any of that shit. But yeah, man, because you know, some motherfuckers, they do that shit on purpose. You know what I mean? Like they just try to go oh, I can take your girl. shit on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and just try. Which I mean, listen. If somebody if somebody can take my girl, she want my girl in the first place. But that th- that's what I'm saying, though, man. Like I said, she 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 proved to me that she's she's a great girl. I uh, you know we've been we've been taking it slow right now, but but she's a she's great. Shout out to you, buddy. But uh, congrats. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad to to hear that you know because I know you wanted to settle down. Like since we met, you've wanted to settle down. But the way the podcast goes, and your the I guess the advice we're trying to give to guys, you know, you're. Yeah. 
the youngster, more crass version. And I'm trying to be like, Hey, you know, fuck, don't be an idiot, you know, but still, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing is that I, at least I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you, you've got this going on for you. And I hope it, it ends up being something oh, real and legit later on. And this is what I want for all guys is to be able to find that yeah. solid relationship. And it's difficult these days because you can't trust yeah. women. You can't, you can't trust most women. And, you know, there, there's all the crap that we get. We talk about that we deal with, with women is that, you know, they think that they deserve husband or boyfriend material type traits or, or behaviors, but they're not willing to give even girlfriend behaviors to, to earn it or keep yeah. it. You know, they think that just by opening their legs, that's all they got to do and be pretty. But, you know, it takes more than that for most or for guys that realize that they have value and every guy has value. Most guys just think, oh, yeah, no, she she opened her legs for me. So I better do whatever she says because I want to keep getting it. But sex is the most important thing in the world. Sex is even the, isn't the best thing in the world. Um, at least for me, the best thing in the world was the way my wife looked at me. Like there was nothing better than, for me than the way she would look at me because I felt like I can do anything on earth. Nothing could stop me because I had that cheerleader support from her. Yeah, I'd say sex is like sixth or seventh on the list, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's like an added bonus. You know, it's kind of like, uh, damn, what's what's it called? It's kind of like, uh, fuck, man, I'm trying to think of that goddamn chip. There's a chip or something. What am I thinking of? Oh, my God, I seem like such a dipshit right now. Uh, fries. That's what it is. Fries. I knew I was thinking of potatoes. It's, it's, like, it's like when you get, uh, yeah, it's like when you get just regular fries and then you get that curly fry at the bottom. It's like, I didn't expect this, but it's great. You know what I mean? Sex, sex is the curly fry. It's the, you know, it's the added bonus. Oh, man. I, I made that joke to her, and she she thinks I'm so corny, which is which is great, because I am. I'm a big cornball, but it's funny, because I'll say dumb shit like that. I'll be like, you ever just look at somebody, and everything's so right that you just want to yell out, hooray. And she's like, what the fuck, man? She's like, you're so weird. But <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's an added bonus, and th- this is this is the goal, man. This is what me, Tommy, uh, Guy, this is like what the fuck we've been saying the whole time since I started this fucking show. It's like this is what you want, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing the field, getting out there, you know what I'm saying, exploring whatever the fuck you want to do. You can run through all the ass you want to, but this is like the end goal. This should be your end goal: finding a woman that makes your life better and that helps increase your happiness and it just helps you be the best version of yourself that you can be. You know, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, that's the goal of this entire thing. As far as relationships go. Yeah. So I I think there should be two goals. One is to have that relationship, that type of relationship, whatever you define that as it, and it makes you happier, makes you better. Um, But then on the same time is that I think you should also always want to be a better version of yourself for yourself. And not just, um, you know, so your girlfriend adds, or your wife, whoever you end up being with, adds happiness to your life, but you should add value to yourself so that it, it always keeps growing the relationship. Because if you stay the same, your girlfriend could end up growing, or she could end up just being bored with the way the relationship is. But if you grow yourself, read books, go out and do shit besides just sitting around watching TV and going to the movies, the movie theater or whatever renting them red box, you know, try to improve yourself and do something better, do something different. Don't try to be and fit in the mold of, you know, living in suburbia and having a nine to five and buying shit that, you know, you think you want, you know, make memories, make, do stuff that's important for you and your partner. 
but you know, it, it's just oh, so much. It's hard to put in just like a simple sentence, but be a better you and be a better partner. No, yeah, definitely. The same shit we talked about in making your man feel like the man. You shouldn't get value from your partner. You should already have value and that, that self-value. You should already have that. This other person is just there to sort of like add to it. Again, this person should be the curly fry. You know what I mean? Like you you build up your pack of fries. You get all, you know what I'm saying? You want to go for the large. And then she's just the fun little curly fry at the bottom where you're like, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> And you also want to be that for them too. No, well, actually, so in in my life, like I I always yay like little wins, little victories. Like you know, whoever I'm I'm talking to, seeing with, hooking up with, whatever I'm doing, is you know, if they tell me that they've had a good day or you know something something goes good for them, you know, I'm I'm like a cheerleader for them. Like yay, you know, I like yell that out for them if I'm in person. Otherwise, I'll just text like an exclamation, yay, y a y. And then sometimes they'll tell me something that they did is something happened in their life. And I'm like, yay, question mark. Like, are we, are we celebrating that? Are you complaining about that? Cause yeah. you know, I'm still getting to know you. I don't know what you like or what you're into. And then they'll say yes. And then I'll fucking yay them or I'll send them a little voice message. Yay, whatever. Um, but still, you know, like you said, you, you need to be that for your partner as well. Not just being the curly fry for you, but you want to be the curly fry for them. Yeah, exactly. You don't want, her to have a bunch of curly fries and then you're the little bullshit fry at the bottom. You know, the little one that's over salted, that's no good, that's burnt, that was mm-hmm. like, that's like just terrible. You don't want to be that for your partner. You know what I mean? Because that that sucks. When you find that one, you're like, oh, this fucking blows, dude. You're like, I was enjoying all my curly fries and there's this bullshit fry at the bottom. It's not fucked even up this one. order. That's why they don't deserve 15 an hour. Fuck the motherfuckers. <laughs> and yes, I stand on that. I fucking stand on that. Fucking, if you work at a fast food restaurant you do not deserve tips. You do not deserve $15 an hour. Go fucking learn a skill, learn a trade, make more money, have value for yourself and in your life because that skill or trade, you can apply and save money in your own house to do shit around the house or fix things or install things. Not just, can I take your order or fucking know how to make a damn burger? Fucking anybody can do that. Yeah, man. I mean, shit over here, it's still fucking like, I think uh, it's still nine fifty over here an hour, which is fucking insane. But yeah, man, I mean, some people get like content doing that shit and they just complain about their lives. Like, why is my life not better? And it's like, what the fuck are you doing to kind of make your life better? You know what I mean? Like if you're not doing shit to make your life better and you're just kind of sitting there bitching about it. I listen, man, I'm all for bitching. I love bitching. I love, listen, I love good complaints. I love good complaints. But you know what I mean? Like there's also got to be some, some shit behind it. You know, I can complain about me losing my goddamn key fob. Because I had, uh, I bought a fucking spare. You know what I'm saying? And then I unfortunately had to buy me another $300 fucking spare. But, you know, those are the consequences of my actions. You can't complain about shit and not do nothing to change it. You know, because then that's just dry bitching. Nobody likes a dry bitcher. At least do some shit to change it. <laughs> you know, be a wet bitcher. Don't be a dry bitcher. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, <clears throat> nobody likes a dry bitcher. I always tell, you know, my friends or, play things, whatever, is that um, nobody likes a judgy cunt. Don't be a judgy cunt. And then they get mad because I say cunt. I'm like, no, you can get mad at that, but don't be a judgy cunt. And like, well, I'm not being judgy. I'm just saying you're complaining. You're judging someone else for them not doing what you would expect them to do. They have their own life experience. Fucking leave them alone. Quit being a judgy cunt. And, you know, it becomes a whole thing, but I don't think 
that it's anyone's job to judge someone else because you don't know their experience. You're not better than them. You might think you are. You might think you have a better situation than them, but I don't believe anyone is better than anyone else. We're all fucking human. I like how they didn't try to defend the cunt point. It was the judgy point that bothered them. They're like, I'm not judgmental. Not that I'm not a cunt. It's that I'm not judgmental. I remember I remember the last time I used the word cunt, bro. It was so great. So speaking of this uh, special person, uh, it was her birthday and we were at her dinner and one of her friends was there and we were talking about making eggs. Like it was just something as simple as eggs, right? And they were talking about, uh, uh, oh, salting their eggs. Like, so they break it, put it in the pan and then they salt it. And I said, listen, man, in the words of Gordon Ramsay, if you salt your egg before it's finished cooking, you're a cunt. And she got so mad. Like she didn't get like, like mad, mad. But when I, uh, something came up later and she's like, I don't know. Apparently I'm a cunt apparent uh, according to Boogie. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I said, in, I said in context of fucking up this egg. And I was like, and I didn't say it. Gordon Ramsay said it. The greatest chef in the goddamn world said it. I didn't say it. I didn't make you the cunt. You salting this egg before it's properly prepared mm-hmm. made you a cunt. Now that you know, you can fix it and be less cunty. See, British cunt, the word cunt, has a different connotation than it does here in the U.S. Like in the U.S., like, oh, you can't or you shouldn't. I call cunts cunts all the fucking time. But (laughs) here in the U.S., cunts don't like being called cunt because then it fucking just like triggers them. (laughs) Any female, don't call me a cunt. But in, in Britain, cunt is just more like dumbass, bitch. Like it's more of a contextual thing. It's like, um... It's like pendejo cabron in Spanish. Like you can mean like you are the stupidest, dumbest piece of shit on earth or you fucking dumbass. Like it, it just depends on the context, who you're talking to. Just like in Spanish, it's it's like British, English, like cunt means different. So I think the way Jordan Ramsey said it, because I've seen that video a couple of times or different times. And I think he means more of like you're a fucktard if you put salt in your eggs before they're finished cooking which i'm i'm the same way personally i prefer um everything bake everything but the bagel seasoning that's fucking amazing on your eggs with a dash of uh base seasoning but that's that's another conversation about cooking anyways there you go but yeah no but see so. well even scientifically right if you salt it before it's finished cooking you're breaking up the proteins so mm-hmm. that's why he's saying and then not only that the 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 salt gets cooked off so you know what I mean? And you're also like burning it. So you're ruining this, these fucking eggs where you can make them better, man. And I mean, listen, I, again, I'm in no disrespect. I'm not calling her a cunty person. I was just saying you're fucking these eggs up. You know what I mean? But needless to say, I think she was upset. <laughs> I mean, she's still with you. So it might have just bothered her a little bit. Might have been a little miffed. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't her. It was her friend that was upset. It wasn't her because I didn't call her a cunt. I called her friend a cunt. <laughs> so that's oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, listen. Uh, I am the unrefined version of Gaio. I call people cunts in public. It's a problem. Oh, but, I do too. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a couple months. I haven't called anyone a cunt in a while. No one has been acting cunty around me, so <laughs> I haven't had to pull that out the holster. But, no one's fucked up know, any eggs lately. It is what it is. Not that I've known of. I'm the goddamn egg patrol. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Spe- oh, speaking of patrols, 
Have you seen that fucking shopping cart patrol shit? We're like, okay, man, there's this cunty dude that fucking he sees that you don't put your shopping cart back, which, listen, you should put your shopping cart back. You know what I mean? It's not that big a fucking deal to walk a couple extra steps to put your cart in that little return thing or whatever the fuck. But, irregardless, um, the that, that dude just walks around parking lots waiting for somebody not to put their cart back, and then he goes and, like, verbally assaults and accosts them where he's like, you piece of shit, you're not going to put your cart back? And they're like, who the fuck are you, man? Because he's dressed up like he's SWAT or something. And they're like, what are you doing? And I swear, man, I'm like, what are oh, you doing? Man. And he's like, you need to put your shopping cart back. And then, like, he blocks their car to where they can't leave. And I'm like, don't get in front of my truck. I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to feel bad either, dude. Like, I'm not going to feel the, a, a modicum, a shred of remorse for hitting your stupid ass. I'll be like, listen, let's see if that vest works. You know what I mean? You brought a vest out here to a parking lot. You obviously expect to get hit. And, like, he doesn't have a baton or a taser or none of that shit. Because, you know, he's just a regular motherfucker. I just put a wheel chalk down. I just throw a wheel chalk down there and then fucking just, yeah. Instead of just trying to block him with my body, fucking throw a wheel chalk there. That way I don't risk any injury. But, you know, I I, I always look for flaws in in, in um plans and then try to hit, make them better for, like, myself. But that's just, like, a little asshole thing about me. So, anyways, sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, man. Anyway, dude ended up going on Dr. Phil, right? And then, and then that guy was like, yeah, man, I'm making the world a better place. And then Dr. Phil's like, no, you're just an asshole. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, you ain't got no, he's like, you ain't got no business bothering these fucking people, man. What, who the fuck are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why are you bothering these people? He's like, that's what you're doing. You're bothering people. And I was like, yes, Doc. Mr. McGraw, thank you. I don't know if, I mean, I agree with him in principle because like, I, I feel the same way as like, why are you a, don't be a piece of shit. Fucking return your cart. And I, yeah. I even had a post and it came up on my, uh, time hop, like my memories, uh, mm-hmm. probably like two months ago. It was like right around Christmas. Cause it was like, uh, between black Friday and Christmas. And I'd posted, Hey, I know I'm an asshole. I do this. I do that. I fuck bitches at random, blah, 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 blah. But at least I return my fucking shopping cart to the shopping cart return. And, um, you know, and every like year or two, I like share it on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook anymore. So fuck it. But um, yeah, so I feel the same way. Like, I feel like, you know, it's not that fucking hard. Park nearer and you, you know, place it there. Everybody's trying to park right by the fucking door. Park by the shopping cart, not right next to it because you'll get your shit hit. But park one or two away. So that way you just take two or three steps to put it there. And more often than not, the shopping cart return is so far away, nobody wants to park there anyways. Your fat ass needs to walk extra any damn way, so it's like a fucking win-win-win. But no, you want to be a cunt and leave your shopping cart between your car, behind another car, in front of another car, fucking other people up. So whatever. So I agree with them in principle, but I wouldn't approach people yeah. that way. I just fucking throw a wheel chuck on them, and then, you know when they get out, oh, well, since you're out, you might as well return your fucking shopping cart, you piece of shit. But anyways. My, my favorite part, though, is like when people talk back to him and they're like, uh oh man my favorite excuse this one guy was like uh uh what did he say oh he's like uh they're they're a parking lot attendants they get paid to pick up these fucking carts man it'll be okay which again i think you should put your fucking cart back okay not that big a goddamn deal you should definitely put your cart back but and i was like i get what he's saying doesn't mean it's correct because do they get paid to pick up carts Yes, from the fucking cart return. That's where they, you know, put the little machine up to or whatever the fuck. But I just thought it was funny and how upset 
the dude was getting at people and how mad he was getting. And then again, this fucking SWAT vest that he has on. Because I'm like, you know that he's been fucking tased in his earlier videos. <laughs> because he did this shit as a, as, a, as, a, uh, as a preventative measure from definitely learning from somebody fucking his ass up. Where he's like, put that car back. Oh, God. Like, you know, that shit had to come from supper. No one just wakes up and is like, I'm going to go tell people to put their shopping carts back today. What do I need? I need a flashlight and a fucking SWAT vest. I wonder how he got hurt to the point that he felt like he had to just take this on. Um, (coughs) His ex was a manager at Costco. (laughs) Or maybe she broke up with him because he didn't put the card in and this is his way of trying to get her back. You never know. Who knows? Maybe. He's like, look at my TikTok. Yeah, honestly. Because, I mean, that is so extreme. What makes you just one day? Because you got to think about it too, right? There's no way this dude has a regular job. Like, there's no way this dude works a nine to five. That he's just patrolling parking lots for people not putting their shopping carts back. There's no goddamn way. But then, you know, is there anything you're, you have a conviction of that you would like, if you were if you were a millionaire or if you didn't have to work, like you had all your bills paid, you okay. would get, you know, two $3,000 a month just for existing, you know, like, Hey, fuck it. I don't have to work because Uncle Sam or, you know, my sugar mama over here or whatever. But you don't have to worry about bills. You don't have to worry about bills. You can go out to eat whenever you want. Do whatever the fuck you want, whenever you want. You know, if you want to go out yeah. to fucking Fogo to Chow five nights a week and tip, you know, 50%, it's not going to hurt you, right? So you have that going on for yeah. you. Okay. What What would be your, your one thing? You know what? I'm bored every Thursday at 3 p.m. or every Saturday morning or whatever day. You pick like three hours a week, just a week, not not every day, just three hours a week at random. I'm going to go do okay. this to make the world a better place. Or, you know, what is it that you believe that you're going to go out and do? Fuck it. I'm going to go fix this in the world. Well, that's easy. Like that? uh, obviously, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give me a chef smock and a, and a, and a SWAT vest. <laughs> and I'm going to go into random kitchens. And stop people from salting their eggs, obviously. <laughs> That's a callback. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I won't do that. <laughs> Don't be a cunt. <laughs> Don't be a cunt. Like, that's going to be my thing, too. And my, my SWAT vest is going to say cunt on the front. You know, that way they know. It's the cunt patrol. No, no, no. How do they do it? Where, where the cops, like, they, they pull it open so that way it reveals sheriff? You should get that where it says, you're a cunt. Like, whenever you rip it open. That should be <laughs> You're Just a, a little my chest. You're cut. Yeah. This Batman signal just opens up. You're cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it man. has a it has an X on on a on a little salt shaker. <laughs> like you're cut. Oh. I honestly have no idea what the fuck I do, man. Like, because I, I had enough money. Let's just say imaginatively, I'm a billionaire. I want to buy a sports team because that would be like just fucking dope. Because I already said it right now. My my goal right now. Just like, and it's a long-term goal that I'm I'm working towards. But hopefully, within the next couple of years, I want to make enough money to where I can buy my dad season tickets uh, for the Astros. Because like, my dad loves baseball and shit like that. And you know, I always say my dad did so much for me when I was a kid that I would want to pay him back uh, somehow. And I don't even think it's like for him, it wouldn't even be about the money of like the season tickets. It'd be the experience that he'd be like, "Man, this is fucking awesome!" Like my son bought me season tickets to to the to my favorite baseball team. So I, I. Man, fuck, I don't know, dude. That's probably what I would do. I would just go to a bunch of sporting events. You know what I mean? Because I would want to live more for experiences mm-hmm. than ruining mm-hmm. other people's fucking day by blocking them and possibly getting tasered and hit by a goddamn car in a parking lot. Hmm. You know Same what? question to you, sir. I think I would go around uh, 
fixing people's like video or like podcasters video setup or helping them get up, get set up for video podcasts. I think that's what I want to do. Wait, now you sound noble and I sound like a dick. So <laughs> I'm change my answer. <laughs> no, you're doing something for your answer. father though. You wanted to do season, season, uh, season tickets for him. So that's fucking noble. That's like, you know, no, it's, it's too late, Guile. I'm building, I'm building terrariums for slow children. <laughs> so they stay their fucking asses inside the house. Ex- oh, you know what? Exactly. You know what? No, no, no. I'd go make friends with tards. I'd go, I'd go do all fucking tard <laughs> events and be friends with them. Dude. Have you ever had a tar Special friend? Olympics? Special Olympics, <laughs> yes. whatever. He was Dude, great. No, fucking, they, great. they love like no one else does. You get the best hugs. Like those are yeah. bear hugs. Like my fat ass, nobody can pick me up or very few people can pick me up because I'm top heavy. I'm like six feet tall, almost six one. Somebody, they, when, um, you know, like, have you ever popped somebody's chest? Like you have to like put your arms around them or pop their back, right? You put, they cross their arms. Yeah. You put your arms around mm-hmm. them and you squeeze. Nobody can put their arms around me. Yeah. Even if I even if I put my arms real close, the only way someone can put their arms around me is if I like raise my arms, then they can get around my chest. That's how broad shouldered I am. So tards are the only ones that can pick me up and lift me. So that's a that's a plus. I'm gonna have finally a friend that can pop my back. Two there we go. best hugs ever. They are always happy yeah. to see you. Like that childlike wonder and awe and happiness. Like it's just the fucking best friendship you could ever have, you know. Uh, present company excluded but still like it's just like the best friendship there it's like they just want to do fun kid shit all the time and they're not as stupid as everybody gives them credit for thinks that they are they're fucking pretty smart they can be manipulative too if they want to be but they're so yeah i guess we'll snap to them so yeah (laughs) but yeah they're fucking awesome so yeah i want to be i want to be friends with more tards there we go shout out to vincent man vincent was great except when he was being a dick because like you said, they're very manipulative, man. So like I was like the bad kid or whatever the fuck. So he would do bad shit and then he would just kind of blame being slow. And he'd be like, you know what I mean? He'd just be like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I was just hanging. I, you know, he'd be like, I'm just hanging out with Boogie. And he told me it'd be cool. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, and I'm in trouble. I'm like, bitch, I ain't even said that to you. Yeah, because they're blaming you for Shout corrupting them. Like, you little motherfucker. Yeah, I, I had a buddy, Gilbert DeLeon, that little motherfucker. God damn. I loved and hated him at the same time because he, he was strong as an ox. And yeah, he'd do the same thing. I wasn't skipping. I was following my friend. I was walking. I was like, you motherfucker, shut up. You're getting me in trouble. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, I get yeah. it. It's fuck it, but still. Oh, man. There we go. Look out for Guy at the Special Olympics, guys. <laughs> He's trying to make... <laughs> You're trying to make connections over there. (laughs) I've never seen anyone go to a a wine mixer at a Special Olympics event, but there we go. It's first time for everything. (laughs) Hey, it'd be a twofer. I get a sugar mama and a best friend. There you go, man. There you go. Oh, God. Sweet Jesus Christ. That was great. Oh, dude. Oh, man. So, (laughs) so, for those of y'all that are wondering, because this is the third episode of season two, y'all are like, where the fuck was Gaio in the first two episodes? Well, listen, man. Shit happens, okay? Get off my fucking back. Don't be a cunt, all right? It's going to be okay. So, you know, first first two episodes, we had Peter. You know, big shout out uh, to Peter at the Stumble Across podcast. And we had uh, Caitlin from At My Sex Coach on also. 
And now we're going to have Gaia Weekly, man. And maybe we'll have some more guests. I'm not really sure now because this is too much goddamn fun. I don't know if I want anybody to ruin this. But, you know, we'll figure that out as we go along. And uh, I hope you like the new intro video, the new outro song. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I haven't even told you. Yeah, I made an intro video. I made, a, I made an outro uh, song. You would have heard it by now. But it's fucking great, man. Season two, bigger and better fucking things coming every week. Be ready. Uh, I'm editing right now. That's if I don't get lazy and just put out the raw video. But, you know, we'll figure it out. Also, uh, I started doing a second podcast with somebody that I met from just outside the Pittsburgh area. It's called uh, Off the Hinges Podcast. So if y'all want to get more of me. Over there, we talk about more, more like current topics. So, like, uh, have you heard about the J.K. Rowling thing? Uh, which one? Last I heard about her was like the whole trans thing. And, you know, she's just arbitrarily yeah, saying trans someone's trans, remarks. someone's gay on her books. <laughs> yeah, so the, the transphobic remarks that she made, and now they're trying to cancel that new video game that uh, she came out with, that Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about that. Then we talked about uh, Justin Roiland being a pervert. Because it turns out he was hitting on like underage girls on Instagram, telling them... Uh, it's just my fantasy, and I think you can fulfill it. It was so creepy, dude. I didn't even know. I thought he just beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Turns out he's a pervert, too. Which, listen, I'm all for being I'm all for being a pervert. So, look, I thought, right, that it was about the beating up his girlfriend thing. So, listen, just if y'all go listen to that episode, it's the first episode <laughs> off the hinges. If you go back and listen to it, I just want to let you know, I made some terrible, terrible comments. But I thought it was about him beating up his girlfriend. Because my thing was, like, I, I said a joke where I was like, listen, I need some context for these allegations. Because what if his sandwich was cold? Now, you know what I mean? What? You know, I was like, what if I she cut it in half instead of diagonally? Cold. Like, that's, that's, that's another one there, exactly. too, man. Fuck it up. Yeah, you're fucking my sandwich up. How am I supposed to eat this shit? Why, Why is there still another crust one? on here? But, yeah. So I thought it was that, right? And then we actually get into the story. And it's like this weird Tinder profile he made. And then, like, him reaching out to bitches on Twitter and Instagram. And I was like, oh, God, no. Like, no, I didn't know this. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, now the beating up his girlfriend seems so small. And <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe because she wasn't bringing him the underrated bitches. That, that might have been his, his, the reason. Like, hey, man, fucking. I, I don't know. That's what it was. She was a terrible house mother. Right? Yeah, she, she, she was a terrible bottom bitch. She was a terrible bottom bitch guy. She wasn't. You know, handling up. up. So Justin Roiland was like, hey. He's like, hey, why isn't this house stuffed with 14-year-olds right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta lay down the hammer. And it's it's like that. But <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining. Guy, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you at, man. Oh, so yeah. If you, if you found offense to anything I said, you're more than welcome to at me. Go to S-U-C-I-A-S dot X-Y-Z. S-U-C-I-A-S dot X-Y-Z. And there you'll have my socials. You can text me, you can email me and at me and whatever you want or complain to me or even give me ideas for the next episodes or future episodes for my podcast or for here on Block Talk. Let us know, hey, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, what you want to hear more of or less of, whatever. We're, I'm always open ears. I'm never going to get butthurt or offended because you can't hurt my feelings. Fuck you. Same, because you matter zero to none to me. So... Make sure to check out uh, at Cement Block underscore Productions. Uh, subscribe, follow Block Talk, uh, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, all that good fucking shit, man. Make sure to check out Gaio also on all his social media. And we'll see you guys next week.
I see you, block.